0: Welcome back, everybody, to episode 37 of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a fantasy baseball podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore curland. And again, tonight, unfortunately, Zach and George couldn't join us. Well, I say us because I'm fortunate enough to have Jelly Burrow straight. I almost messed it up again, even though I've said it three times off the air. But Shelly V, <laughs> I feel like it's e- <laughs> I think it's easier to say. I hope you don't take offense to that, but um, you follow her on Twitter at Shelly V underscore six four three, and I'll let her introduce herself because she she does a lot of work in a lot of places. But Shelly, how are you doing?
1: I am doing fine this evening. Uh, thanks again for having me. Yeah, uh, yeah. My name's uh, Shelly Verstreet, and I uh, kind of write a lot of places. Uh, I love baseball, so yeah. Again, thanks for having me.
0: Oh, no, it's uh, my pleasure. Tell them. I mean, I'm looking, just looking at your bio. Again, I, I was going to go through it, but it's almost like, it's like five places. So you, what, Rotographs? I guess I will read them. Fantasy Benefits, Picture List. You do podcasts. Don't you have your own as well as, like, do you do multiple or?
1: uh well, I do a podcast over with the, uh, with uh, Keaton DeRocher and uh, Patrick over on the uh, Dynasty Guru. I started doing that a couple couple of months ago um and then i'm kind of just here and there on different podcasts and stuff so yeah
0: kind of of like tonight now and we're and again we're happy to have you so anytime you want to jump on hit me up we have no problem because we don't really do a lot of dynasty talk not because we don't have interest in it but because we typically uh do a lot of redraft talk as it is so i think a lot of off-season stuff because we're gonna keep rolling through the off-season so if you're interested we'll have you on the off-season as well but we can revisit that now I am curious and I told you this so I really I hope other people are as well but I'm curious how did you like how long have you been doing this how did you get started because for you to be so involved in so many different sites and places I'm just I'm genuinely curious like how long like how all this came about uh
1: to be straight up honest I I I do not know (laughs) uh, (laughs) how this all happened um I mean, I've been a baseball fan my entire life. Um, I mean, my family was uh, like straight up um, Atlanta Braves fans, and it totally broke their heart when I decided to be a Boston Red Sox fan. After watching Pedro Martinez pitch like one Saturday afternoon, I totally changed my allegiance. Uh, But uh, yeah, so then, I don't know, maybe in college or something, I just decided to play fantasy baseball, just kind of like a small little 10 team ESPN league. Yeah. And ever since then, I have just been absolutely hooked. I I just love the I I love the game, I love the numbers, I just love everything. And you know, after a couple years of just diving into fantasy baseball, I was kind of I don't know uh, disappointed i don't know if "disappointed" is the right word but there was just like there's no women in the industry
0: no there's very very few
1: exactly and i basically decided i'm like screw this i'm gonna try my darndest to at least get some type of female voice out there so i started writing for prospects uh 1500 and then that kind of led to uh, friends with fantasy benefits. And then lo and behold, this year um, I had some guys over at Rotographs who was just like, "Yeah, we saw some of your work. Do you want to write for us?" And literally, <laughs> yes. I, 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 exactly. Yeah, I literally I was just looking at my phone, like totally dumbfounded. I was like, "Is this legit? What? What? What the what?" Uh, so I just kind of was like yeah I'm, I'm totally because I just I need I just wanted to get a female voice out there and it just kind of
0: snowballed from there see unfortunately you seem to be like like I said we I'm very limited as far as like contact with you outside of like the twitter world obviously this is our first time podcasting but you seem to really know your stuff and obviously I understand like you're almost like advocating for women to obviously get out there and just don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated by, you know, let's see what right now is pretty much a male dominated industry. And it's not because we're all better than females It's because just the way it's been over the years, like you said. Yeah. But I hate to think that I don't want people to, like for people to think that that's all the only reason why you're doing it. You really know your stuff. You're good at it. And I want people to understand that. So, cause I, 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 just noticed that you were kind of like, I, I see where you're like, you're kind of really big on it, but I don't want people to think that that's the only reason why you do it. So
1: yeah, yeah, that's definitely not, I am definitely obsessed with this stuff.
0: So. Yeah, and, and again, you know your stuff, you know, and there's, but, and that's why I have you on, because you're going to teach me a thing or two tonight, and I'm fully on board <laughs> for it, but, um, and see, I have a similar story as far as, like, like the way I got started, people, a lot of people, obviously, my listeners would know, but it was just literally out of nowhere. I've been doing this for years as well, and my first ever league was a $20 league, 10-man on CBS. And I won't forget it because I, I never knew this guy named Paul Goldschmidt. Like, I just remember, I was, like, the first player like, I started really liking when I was, like, he was, like, a both-round player at the time or something crazy. And just, like, since then it's just been, like, one of those things where I've gotten into it more and more and just said, you know what, I'm going to try this thing. And then I um was fortunate. Of, like, I honestly had no intentions of writing. I had no intentions of writing, like, literally four or five months ago. And now I'm writing for fan tracks once a week. So, <laughs> and like you said, it's, like, it's still, like, everything's still so new and so uh it's crazy like i don't know i still like when a big person like when people follow me back like i had gray albright following me back that blew my mind like
1: <laughs> yes yes i had the exact same thing
0: and then it's just it's still crazy me. And then you realize how normal these people really are for the most part like we had gray on the show just yesterday and first of all the fact that he said yes was again crazy to me but it's just it shows like this this industry really is welcoming and it's a lot of things. A lot of people are like are intimidated to get started, but once you get started, it's very supportive as a whole. I believe.
1: Oh yeah, totally. Like I've just had so much support from a lot of different avenues that I'm just like, oh my gosh! I've been listening to you know you on podcasts while I'm at the gym for like two years, you know, kind of thing. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I'm actually
0: talking to this person. So. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but. A whole, I mean, our goals are obviously to be those people, like, five years down the line. So one day we can look back and maybe listen back to this podcast and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we can kind of – oh, I do have to bring up one more thing about you. And you're not going to say no to this, but you have an adorable puppy.
1: Oh, my gosh, yes. Or
0: – or how do you say his name? Or – wait, wait, Orsillo?
1: Yep, Orsillo.
0: Like Porcillo or Porcillo? Uh,
1: like oh, uh, uh no he's actually he's named after Don Orsillo he Don Orsillo is a now he's a broadcaster for the Padres but he used to be on the Red Sox and i mean i'm a huge Red Sox fan so i pretty much watch every single game and we absolutely loved him as a uh, announcer so i was just like uh i told my husband Rudy i'm like when we get a puppy his name is going to be Orsillo i do not care so
0: well eighty grade puppy, thirty grade fielder all day that video was awesome <laughs> like and honestly, I've become a real big fan of your dog, like I might like your dog a little more than you, but I, you won't take offense to that. I'm sure
1: oh, I don't, I don't at all. Orsillo is the best. I love him so much
0: <laughs> i want i I'm stuck with two cats, and I want a dog so bad, but <laughs> we're getting off track, obviously, if you want fantasy sports, fantasy baseball specifically, so we can kind of get to that now. This was fun getting to know you a little bit. Now, we'll just jump right into the news and notes. I think there's been some interesting stuff going on. Uh, top The top news and note that I have noticed today was uh, Snell's traveling with the team, and he's going to start uh, throwing program soon. He's expected back early September. As far as fantasy goes, we could talk redraft and then dynasty, but I'm not sure what to do with him in redraft. Roto-leagues, you hold on to him, but a lot of leagues are head-to-head points or categories, and playoffs are starting. <laughs> um yeah. what, what do you think? Like uh, I'm 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 always afraid to tell people to drop a Snell, but yeah. it, depa- it depends when your playoffs are. If that's the championship week, he's going to come back and what, pitch a, a, one game for five, four or five innings like
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's totally like maybe like a head-to-head kind of like in your uh player so starting now or maybe early September. Uh you might want to and it's gonna it's gonna hurt when you do it like you're gonna hit you know drop or you know pick someone up and drop snell and it's gonna be painful like seriously it will be painful but it makes total sense like there's a thing with fantasy sometimes you gotta take your heart out of it and be like this makes total sense if i need to pick up another pitcher to win the playoffs even though obviously this pitcher is not gonna be better than Snow. But for that particular week, he will be because I mean he's not gonna go more than what, four innings
0: even. That's what I'm thinking. That? It depends on what pitch count probably he's probably gonna be well on an eighty pitch pitch count. And you know him. Snell I mean, he's not as wild as he used to be, obviously, but we have seen eighty pitches in three or four innings out of the guy. So
1: it's... Exactly.
0: So even if he comes back, you're talking like that's why I see roto leagues. I'm still holding on because you might, you know, he might not be snell snell, but I still think he might be better than what's on waiver wires. So in roto leagues, I think he's worth holding still. But in airhead to head leagues, I don't see the uh, usage there as well. Like I just didn't think, basically the same thing you're saying. And as far as dynasty outlook, do you think he's? I mean, I know the injury. The injuries seem pretty random this year, but I don't know. I don't think he loses too much in dynasty if we were drafting next year.
1: Yeah, um, he. I doesn't lose anything for me, to be honest.
0: Yeah, but right now he's probably a great buy low.
1: Oh, for sure. Like I would, I would love to buy low on 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 Snell.
0: Snell or Nola? Do you think? Like, how would you rank? The, like just those? I just thought of them because Nola's in that same. Nola's healthy, and I think he's a little. I'm, I'm almost positive he's a little younger, but he also took a step back. Nola, right? I said. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I still think I have Snell over him in Dynasty, but it's close.
1: Oh, it's very close. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Do you take the healthy pitcher? like the guy who had, like, he doesn't depend on his his hard, you know, throwing hard. Maybe he's less likely to have an arm injury type of thing.
1: Yeah, but he did have some um, a couple of injuries, like his uh, rookie year. Uh, but
0: uh, pitchers are volatile. They I
1: know. <laughs> I, I think I think I'd rather go. I think, it, I think I'd leave more Snell just because of the, the strikeouts kind of thing. Uh,
0: and uh, just the overall upside is there, yeah. But since we're talking about, you know, young players or youngish players having issues, Yelts can't seem to get that back right. And right now, apparently, he feels something in his back. That's like a direct quote from what I found and states he won't return until it's gone. Are <sighs> we so talking like three days, five days. I I, th- I think there has to be a 10-day IL stint coming probably.
1: Uh, I I I hope to see that to be honest. But yeah. with Milwaukee kind of scuffling here recently, I mean they're kind of I think they swept their series uh this this past series. But with them kind of really in the fight with St. Louis and uh, the the Cubs, I don't know if Milwaukee will actually put him on the IL. Even though I think that they should, because backs are. A really tricky thing, and you really need to just let them kind of chill out.
0: I couldn't imagine being an athlete because I mean I'm only 29. I'm not old by any means, but when I have a back problem, it takes like, for me. It's like, like if I'm having this problem, I couldn't imagine being an athlete dealing with it type of thing. And I a lot of it. I wonder if it comes to, like maybe it coincides with his like with his swing because I feel like he so you know he's I think he didn't he change his swing a little bit when he came over to Milwaukee get more fly balls into you know, the whole fly ball revolution. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if that – and then ever since then, because I don't remember him – because I'm a Miami Marlins fan. I don't remember him, and, yes, that's a it's not a joke, but it feels like one. um <laughs> And I don't remember him ever having those types of issues over here with us. So I'm wondering if that is just causing some of these back issues because it's been, what, two years now of this?
1: Yeah, yeah, because he had a little bit of it last year. Yeah, I mean, you're probably onto something there. Uh, maybe he – I don't know if yeah, – I mean – I mean, I know he changed his swing a little bit, but there could be something.
0: That... It just it just really popped into my head the other day. I'm like, I wonder, because these guys, you know, changing your your mechanics, any kind of mechanical change can hurt or help somebody. You would think, and he maybe just more putting more torque on his back, and that's why maybe maybe last year he because I think last year he had the oblique as well. I'm wondering if that was compensating for the back type of thing.
1: Yeah, it totally just, could be. I think you're on something. I'm
0: not a doctor. I just play one on fantasy. <laughs> but yeah, his just looking – I did a real quick look. I just looked him up on um, his stat cast. And Yelich's launch angle, even last year it was at 4.7 degrees, and this year it's at 12.2. So he's really made like, – that's a huge change.
1: Oh, my gosh, yeah.
0: Wow. So, obviously, with that comes mechanical changes. And I'm wondering why he was so low last year and such a big change this year. And yet he had the home run. It's it, he's a weird guy. Maybe I may have to look into him because you do deep dive articles. I do deep dive articles. Maybe it's time one of us do one on him. Problem is, he's too, definitely he's too big of a name. So people aren't really people want to know like deep dives on like lesser owned players. Actually, speaking of one of my co-hosts, Zach, he actually tried. Uh, he tried to uh, join us tonight. He yeah. wanted me to. He said, "Give her a message for me." I'm reading this word for word. Give her a message for me. I enjoyed her Giolito piece and it convinced me to buy into him and acquire him before the big breakout he wants me to ask you do you think it's still legit and who she's and who you see as the next breakout that's on the oh spot that's on the spot so I honestly I I don't mean to put you on the spot I actually didn't read that part until just now but, <laughs> but well if I won't put you on the spot for the next breakout but because it's it's getting that point in the year where breakouts are harder to discern because it's almost the end of the season but as far as Giolito, do you still think it's really who he's who he is now
1: uh yeah i I, I really do um I mean I've been writing about the national system for okay. a, a pretty long time, so I've been kind of seeing G for a bit, and then when he went over to Chicago like i i i don't know I, I just didn't like what I was seeing everything. But now that he's made the mechanical adjustment and he's gone more to the short stride, he, he's, I mean, he's made a change
0: and. Tangible change. That's tangible. always what I look for. It. Tangible change. That's why I was doing exactly. on Josh Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So. Yeah. You, look I, I think, at the, you I know, think it's legit. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, all all the metrics on up, you know, XFIP, FIP, Sierra, it's all there. The K's are up, the walks are down. It's. I mean, you can't really ask for much more. His home run to fly ball rate isn't even like terrible. It's it's still at 11.5, which is slightly down from last year, but that's actually like a well, you know, that's sustainable. His strain rate is good. It all lines up with what he's doing, and I think this is who he is now. Do you think next year he creeps into that? I don't know. Would you say top 25? I don't think he's there. He's gonna be cl- uh, right. He's gonna be yeah. He's gonna be close. Top 30, um, I'd say. He's gonna be right uh, there. 30, 32 ish
1: definitely because yeah I, I i I am totally buying into everything that has changed I still need to see it just a tad bit more before he makes it to the top 25
0: <laughs> that's that's what that's what I was thinking and honestly though if you're gonna take a chance I mean he does have the pitch obviously against the Indians and the uh, twins but that's still other than those two teams I mean the the division is not terrible I mean the Tigers and the Royals so
1: yep yep that uh, I, that division is still kind of not that great and then I I honestly think that the White Sox are going to be much better next year so maybe you can yeah. find a couple more wins there
0: exactly and I think he's gonna be one of the, I, I, I'm curious to see where his uh ADP falls honestly because um oh, yeah I'm not sure if I'm ready to make him an SP2 but I feel like some people are so I think it might fall if it goes that way. I don't know if I'll be in on him To be honest, because again, I'm with you. I'm like I want to see it a little more. He's been doing it, but I, wanna, I still want to see it more. So, yeah. Uh, so, sorry. For, like I said, sorry to put you on the spot like that because that oh, wasn't part of that wasn't part of the notes. But, <laughs> uh, getting back on track. Alex Reyes is traveling to St. Louis for diagnostics on the right pectoral injury. It's it's basically another setback. It sounds like this guy just can't get out of his own way. I want your honest thoughts as far as obviously he's done for the year that that's that was without saying, but he has to be taking a huge hit in dynasty uh ranks
1: uh, yeah if I had him anywhere, i don't know I would try to sell, but I don't even know what you could get from him like i mean this is he's a total he's a total ten staff uh, he's just it's just one thing after another after another after another and it's just like turning into a um uh ah, oh who's the pitcher for the cardinals who's now the closer
0: and i can't Oh, uh, Carmart.
1: Yep. It, I think it's going to be a Carmart situation and we're hoping for a Carmart situation because uh you know Carlos is at least getting you some saves, you know, kind of thing. So because
0: now, again, I just – this the name came – when I thought of Alex Reyes, now I'm starting to think Brent Honeywell. Oh. And I love Honeywell. I'm, I was a huge Honeywell guy. I still – can't. And right now, I should go buy low on him, and I haven't, which is dumb on me. I just – but at the same time, people are – people are like – I think there's a lot of people that – you have. I have heard some industry people in general say, you know, time – it's just time to give up on him as far as – or drop him really far in your rankings. I just think well if that's the case I should be able to get him cheap but I'm not able to. He's still costing me more than I would expect. <laughs> at least at least in the leagues I've tried to get him. But I yeah. think I think Honeywell and Reyes are kind of I don't know what to do with them. But they're both in that they're both in that. Eh, what do I do?
1: Yeah, you know, it's 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 definitely that where if you you know try to sell, you know, you might get, you know, Bit in the butt, and they go off and do amazing things. But I don't know; it's just pictures with all these injuries that just start to like rack up. I'm just, I, I just kind of like want to just throw my hands up and kind of back away, kind of thing. It's just like, uh, it's just, it's just way too scary.
0: And then we say this now: fast forward into draft season, and both of them are gonna be taken late in drafts as a flyer. So,
1: oh, first show, sure. first show. Sure.
0: Mitch Haniger took batting practice and shagged fly balls on Tuesday. He's been running at seventy-five to eighty percent. Might be back at the end of August. Another one that uh, he—it's—I feel like setback after setback. It's getting hard to stash these guys and redraft. And Haniger wasn't uh, like an above, like an elite level talent like a Snell. So people probably moved on by now. But would you? Um. So conversely, would you maybe look to stash them if you had the extra spot to?
1: Uh, in a redraft league, to be honest, as much as it pains me, not really, because I mean, he had a, a, a very major injury. Um,
0: oh, yeah.
1: Got, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then so many different setbacks. And then Seattle is not playing well at all.
0: <laughs> that's, that's so it's
1: like, funny. even if he does come back and is you know, 100% Haniger when he comes back. I mean, like, what is he going to do? I mean, you know you know what I'm saying? Like, what is he going to contribute to your uh, fantasy teams? So I don't think I would stash him anywhere.
0: Would you rather, we'll just, this kind of transitions perfectly into Aquino. I can't say his first name. Aristides? 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 It's
1: Aristides, yeah.
0: Aristides, that's how I read it. Aristides Aquino from the Reds. He's starting. Uh, he's starting beyond hot, and he comes up. You know, he has a twenty-eight. Home, he has twenty home runs with a triple slash of two ninety-nine, three fifty-six, and six thirty-six. That's and this is in AAA, where the ball obviously the ball is juiced there, but these are still pretty absurd numbers even for AAA. Did, where did he come from? <laughs> I don't remember seeing him on any lists anywhere this year.
1: Yeah, he. Uh, okay, so my my husband writes about the Reds uh, oh, for. Yeah. A p 1500 so i've been hearing about this guy for i don't know probably about two years and so when he got called up like he was very excited so i've kind of known about him but i didn't expect this type of production to be honest um from him i honestly i, I thought it was the you know just the juice triple a ball um but the dude is smashing and i would totally have a uh, I would totally stash Aquino over Hanniger because at least he's getting playing time, and I love what Cincy is doing. They're giving him and Van Meter some run, just yeah. trying to feel out what they have there. So, yeah, I, I would totally just ride Aquino and just see what happens.
0: Yeah, that's kind of uh, that's kind of the direction I'm leaning. I mean, I put in. Some he's still available in some leagues, but I mean, heck, even in fan tracks that caters to deeper leagues, he's only eighteen percent owned. But it's funny. I need to go see because I um I just moved to Daytona Beach area, and the the Tortugas are over here. Yeah, and that's that's not, you know that the high A uh, Reds affiliate. So I need to like I saw I went to go watch India, and I need to go see more games. It's, just, it's hard with kids and and all that. Yeah, it really is. But that's a whole another issue in the discussion point. So <laughs> we're, we're we're on the same page as far as a goes. I just at this point, I think this point, you're gonna see at least my opinion. I'm gonna always just pick up the hot hand. I mean, you're a guy like this. You're not gonna get enough of a sample size to be able to really do a deep dive on him. You know, by the time right. he, accru- he by the time he accrues enough time, it's gonna be the season's over. So right now, it's all about hot hands and some of these deal sashes like a Stanton. Who last I looked, I haven't actually looked at Stanton, but last I looked, he still hasn't started baseball activities. It's yeah. becoming that – he's in that same territory where he's becoming droppable, and like you said, it hurts. It's going to hurt like hell to watch him on the waiver wire, and somebody's going to probably add him. But, I mean, look, I mean, I, somebody like me, I got burned by Tyone thinking that he's going to make it back this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's like you just – got you got to make the playoffs in order to win the championship. And right now is that time where you got to – you got to do what's best for your team and you got to look past the names. And I think I don't think we can harp on that enough. And it's probably going to come up a couple more times. But while well, since we're talking about injuries, Verdugo, IL with an oblique, Pollock dealing with Pollock stuff. He has a groin issue. <laughs> Pollock is, I love Pollock. I can't quit the guy, but I'm getting frustrated.
1: Yeah, he's, he's
0: so frustrating. What do you think the Dodgers do with this? Do you think they call? Like, everybody wants to see Gavin Lux, but right. I think DJ Peters would get the call first.
1: I I, I think so as well, because uh, Peters has been absolutely smashing all year. And Lux just got the triple A. And I mean, like, do you really want to, quote, unquote, start that clock on Lux versus Peters? Like, if I was a Dodgers, I would just call the the straight up outfielder and not really mess with all the other pieces that I have in LA. Just give me someone that I can kind of plug into the outfield versus, okay, we're going to have Gavin Lux come up and he's going to play second. So then we have to move some of our other pieces around. So I, I honestly think that they would call it Peters.
0: I I think, I think he's like under really, like really underappreciated as far as like redraft stashes go, because he has a real shot coming up and, He's showing, you know, that he has twelve home runs in the minors, a good walk rate, not a terrible K rate. He's actually improved on both those since Double since A, and he's just like you said, he's doing really well. And he could. This is that. This is that time of the year where something like that could make a little bit of a difference or help down the line. But as far as IL stashes go, I gave you a long list, and I'm there's a couple guys that I expect might get a cup of coffee, like maybe like a Lux, maybe mm-hmm. a Robert, but a rock is it. How does he? Prefer- I've heard different ways. how do you-, do you know how he likes to prefer to be uh, said Robert or Robert? Do you know, it that?
1: is actually Robert, which just Robert. yeah, it's it's really weird,
0: especially in the, from a Hispanic background. Like a, exactly, uh, like it's almost like he want it almost be like if it was Louis Robert, but Luis Robert is odd to me. Adele feels like a long shot too. Do you think any of these guys? Like I, again, you can pick from the list I gave you. Do you think any of these guys are worth stashing? And if so, which ones do you would you likely or even if they're all on the list, like who are some of these stashes that you're keeping going into the final stretch run of the season?
1: Uh yeah, so I definitely I definitely would stash uh Peters and maybe Adele, because I just love Joe Adele so much.
0: He's gonna be he's gonna be the next like Eloy. Oh actually he will probably be like Vlad Price next year. That's gonna be ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's gonna his his price next year is gonna be absolutely ridiculous. I won't touch it.
0: <laughs> yes, unfortunately, exactly. Unfortunately, but
1: yep. Uh, someone else that you might want to consider stashing if he is available is AJ Puck. Um, I think he's gonna he's not gonna be a starter, but he's gonna be coming out of the A's bullpen. So I don't know. He's like super nasty. So maybe Puck maybe could get you some saves um
0: don't ruin ruin that for me i have hendrix in a lot of places all right he's been a a savior of mine because i've been chasing saves most of the year so he's been a real big savior of mine so please don't do that to me i mean i know puck has the stuff yeah i think long term i think next year he's gonna be a solid mid-round value probably like you know sp3 type of guy you probably get Uh, again i'm i'm I don't know, man. It depends on what leagues. (laughs) Because it depends on, if you listen to people like you, or me, and we're going to probably be on Puck next year, we probably won't ever get him. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I don't know. You think he's going to close? I really hope he doesn't. (laughs) Don't tell me that.
1: Yeah, I... Stop it. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I I honestly, I can can totally see that. Hendricks, I know, didn't he scuffle for a little bit now he's back on track? I haven't truly followed him all that closely, to be honest. I just remember he went. I think he blew like two straight saves and still managed to get keep the job somehow.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I think he's kind of scuffling just a tad bit. Um, I don't know. I had uh, training pretty much everywhere,
0: so uh, so you're bitter. <laughs> yeah,
1: just just a bit, just a bit bitter.
0: So you're the train. You're the see. I I avoided training because I I'm big on just avoiding that top two. Like next year, it's gonna be Yates up there. I won't have Yates anywhere. Like I'm yeah. just not. Uh, I'm. I was all over Brad Hand and Vasquez, which worked out well. But then also, I'm also a big Leclerc guy, and I still have him in every league I, I drafted him. Obviously, I can't let go of things very easily because <laughs> uh, Leclerc. We all know how that story's gone. Oh boy. But, oh boy. Wh- the Astros. They don't. Like, they don't need Whitley anymore. Like I'm just looking at this list, and Whitley's on there, and I wanna. Like, what happened? <laughs> what happened to Whitley?
1: Well, he had uh, an injury. Like, uh, he was doing not that great, and then they put him on the IL for a bit. Mm-hmm. And he's slowly coming back. I believe it might have been, like, a shoulder, but not, like, a major shoulder kind of thing. Um, But he's slowly coming back. Um, I think he's in double-A right now, still making some rehab starts. But, yeah, I don't uh, – obviously, the Astros don't need him after getting – uh, Granky and uh, Sanchez. Sanchez and all Which that
0: stuff. I never would have said. I never thought I'd say the words that Sanchez like like Sanchez being a reason to stop somebody. I never thought that was gonna happen like, again. Like I didn't think Aaron Sanchez was gonna be the reason why we wouldn't see a Forrest Whitley. But hey, it's the the Astros in their devil magic. It's 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 real. It's crazy. The Astros yeah. are amazing. They are. Yeah, it's fun to watch. It's yeah. almost, it's almost unfair though. Like. <laughs> Like if, if if when they sell something when they when they make a trade you have to think twi- like you have like I'm I was a big Seth Beer guy and now after they traded him I'm wondering did I not see something or did they just they were they just willing to sell him because of their depth like I'm not sure which way to think of it because they have nowhere to play him you know
1: yeah I, I'm I'm a huge uh, Seth Beer fan so I'm going with depth and not something that they saw.
0: You're hoping, yeah, we're both we're both in the same we're both thinking exactly. that
1: exactly
0: because gosh because you know obviously they're they step ahead of pretty much everybody you gotta think they might know something that we don't and that's where I get worried. Um, last name I'm really intrigued by is Lazardo. Obviously, you probably follow him pretty closely or did at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you what's going on? Like, what do you think with him? Do you, I mean, he's gonna I think he'll pitch at some point this year, so, but his redraft his redraft value is almost non-existent.
1: I I I hope we see him this year. Uh but he, I think the last time I saw something that he kind of had a setback in oh, one man. of his Yeah, in one of his most recent outings. So I don't know if we'll see him this year. Uh but going into next year, I I'm, I'm still buying in. Um I I still like Lazardo. He's he's really good. I just think that this might just be kind of sort of a lost year. Just due to just some random injuries and stuff like that. But I'm still buying in.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be, again, he's going to be another one with Puck. I think they're going to be in that similar range of each other because they're both really good. The A's have a really promising pitching staff potentially going into next season.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: obviously, you got to think both of which are going to come in with innings limits. So yeah. that's, and that's going to be, again, that's a time for another discussion. Maybe we'll revisit that in the offseason, but. All in all, I think Lazardo's dynasty outlook is just fine. And if you have somebody that's a fr- maybe scared off by these injuries, try to take advantage of it. Because I think with pitchers in general, there's always volatility. But if you have somebody with such high upside that you can get at 80 cents on the dollar, take advantage of it.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: And this just leads into – this is where you're going to learn me up on some things. <laughs> Now, again, first off, how long have you like? I see you go to games as far as like on Twitter. I see your uh, your feed and all that. You go to a lot of games, or at least when you can. It seems like. Do you have a? Do you have a, like a certain process as far as scouting prospects, or do you do you scout? Do you are you big on the um, like the box score scouting type of thing? That's what that's where I get, That's where I do my scouting because I don't physically see stuff. I look up you know videos from people like you or like Welsh and others that post videos on these players. But do you have a process do you you go about doing things or uh
1: yeah um I typically because i'm I, I i try to get as out to as many games as i can um but the eastern League, kind of where I'm at, which is near richmond um, it's not too many uh good prospects um so uh what I really do is i i box score scout, which I know some people are probably like shocked that i do that (laughs) but i also once i see someone who's kind of doing something interesting i will just you know google them and just try to find scouting reports to see is this legit or is it just a you know mirage scouting thing um so that's really what i do i kind of do both if that makes sense
0: no, it, it totally does, and but people might take it. Oh, box score Sky, Oh, I can do that. No, it takes again. You take it the next step, and people don't realize that if they think pretty much some of the biggest names in this industry, have, there's no way they see all these guys. Right, like, like the Welsh happens to live where a lot of <laughs> he happens to live where a lot of the big names come out to play. You know. Yeah. So he gets. I mean, he's one of the. He's not. He's the exception to the rule. I guarantee you, a lot of people don't have that type of accessibility to the players and you got to do your homework and a lot of people the amount of work you put into it is a lot more than most people people are willing to do especially because you're doing it on your free time
1: yeah definitely like i said i i'm a tad bit obsessed so i don't Mm. you know i don't expect a lot of people to you know do um as much kind of research that i do but i don't know i just find baseball and prospects and all of this stuff just immensely fascinating so i go maybe a little bit above and beyond what uh normal people do um but yeah i mean is i'm totally fine with quote unquote box score scouting
0: i just I-, I i didn't think i couldn't think of a better term i know that almost diminishes it in a sense and i didn't mean to be that way cuz that's totally what i do and cuz wow. as i'm as i'm still trying to get better at the my, at the you know being a, looking at prospects which I, my first big win was Dylan Carlson i had him everywhere preseason
1: Oh, I loved him.
0: Oh, yeah. See, I didn't know much about him, and I happened to just – it was one of those things was like my first prospect. Well, was my second prospect, the other guy that I was big on, and I have a little bit of proof on this one, was Oscar Mercado. I actually had him as a deep sleeper coming into the year. He was on right. my I, – I, po- I did a podcast on him. I went out and traded for him. It got him as a throw-in last year in Dynasty Leagues. So I, those were two big wins. I've had a lot of losses. Those were two big wins so far
1: nice those are i mean those are pretty good wins so
0: well i'm trying i'm trying to get better at prospects that's always like obviously redraft it's it's i've noticed as i've gotten into this analyst role redraft is where you start then you realize well the only way to get a step ahead or two steps ahead are uh doing dice leagues okay well now i'm doing dice leagues now i gotta do my own research on my own players and that's how this kind of it's just you know so now it's never ending because there's always something to look at like
1: it, it, exactly i i feel the same way i'm just like always trying to quote unquote like get that edge so i have to dig like deeper and deeper and it's just like oh gosh
0: well heck and i'll take names that people like you drop um ralph lip like i'll see what like, i'll see some names that you guys drop and then i'll start doing my own research because i won't just take what people say i obviously i take your I, I take your word for it usually but then i'll see if maybe there's something else i like about them like like, Dylan Carlson, the big thing that stood out to me wasn't just the power and speed games, but like for me, when I look at hitters, I love looking at walking K rates.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a big thing for me. When I see somebody walking as much as they're striking out, yeah, like, that's a that's a huge part That's why I actually was halfway interested in Nicky Lopez when for first got up, and that failed me miserably. But That,
1: that failed me as well, so.
0: <laughs> but it's because I really, I always believe that production will follow somebody who has such good plate discipline. Mm-hmm. One way or another. Now, if they can, now I always expect the walks to go down a little bit and the strikeouts to go up. But that's one of my big things. Is there anything like that besides? Like, I don't know if you look into that as well. I'm sure you do, but is there anything you, anything else you really look for when you're looking at prospects, like hitter prospects, I should say?
1: Uh, no, yeah, that that's kind of that's kind of what I hit, uh, look at. And then, um, over on Prospects Live, they have this thing called Miners, uh, minor Graphs. Mm-hmm. which is really nice. You can look yeah. at like estimated fly ball distance and different types of uh, whether they're pulling the ball more or not, or hitting it up the middle, you know, spraying it all over the field. Um, so definitely check out Miner's Graphs. And it definitely gives it I, I, another thing that I like about it. It's not just numbers. It They also have like visuals. I'm mm-hmm. a very visual person. Yeah. So if I can see like a spray chart or whatever, that helps me immensely.
0: Yeah, um, if people don't realize, people don't know that. um, If you actually ever read some of Shelley's articles, which which I recommend, you'll see that she uses a lot of visuals, a lot of graphs, a lot of like. And I'm I'm still obviously new at the writing thing, so I I do read other people's articles. I don't. I honestly won't take your information at all. I really that's just wrong. But I will take it. I will look at other articles because I try to better myself, and I see. Okay, well, so I actually started between looking at some of yours, looking at some of like other people's. I'm like okay, I need, and that's that's helped me include a lot more pictures, a lot more graphics, because people I realized how much it helped me as a reader. So,
1: well, I, I'm glad to hear that because I mean that's uh, kind of whenever I do like a, a, a deep dive like over on Picture List mm-hmm. of like when I go on like just any picture, that's kind of what I would do even before I was writing. Like I would just go in and just try to find what makes them them. So that's what I'm trying to do whenever I do a deep dive over on Pitchers List. So I'm I'm really glad to you know hear to, that you enjoy it and it's helpful.
0: Well, it, it's again, I, and they were something I was reading, and then like I said, Fantrax picked me up to do the same exact type of articles. So it's like, and, so I'll go look at I'll look at all because you're obviously you're one of them, but there are a lot of people I don't know, There's a lot of you guys over there that drop these deep dive articles about yeah. different players. And i was, and it's pushed me to 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 look at because like it's different players obviously I'll be doing my own players and someone will drop someone on DJ Lee Mayhew but then I'll see certain stats they use I'm like oh, you know what I like that stat so then it's something I'll start looking for more or it's like you know what I don't really like that one too much so I'll, I I I you know what I mean like I make yeah. my own I make my own style and a lot of people did not realize that it's okay to read other people's stuff and take what you like from it and take what you don't like from it and create your own style because you're not you're only going to better yourself if you try to try to learn from others that's how I look at it so
1: yep I totally agree
0: but you do a great job over there with your stuff and it definitely has pushed me to try to better my especially on the pitcher side because I'm definitely a lot better at looking at hitters and I'm self-admitted like I what came to come into this year hitters I hit on so many deeper hitters as far as like in redraft pitchers I missed all over the place so I guess I've gotten way better now because I understand the advanced stats more but as a whole, I think my strength is on the hitter side of things. So I tend to not do too many deep dives on pitchers to be completely honest.
1: That's cool. Uh we're like completely opposite on that. Like yeah. I like my big hole in my quote unquote like knowledge is more of the hitter stuff. Like I don't I don't know. I just love pitching and just seeing everything about pitching. So I just kinda like have always like focused my attention on that. So my hitting quote-unquote analysis is a tad bit lacking which maybe i will
0: try to uh remedy in the off season. and that's what i've taken the, during this during the season i've actually made a real effort to better my pitching analysis and i've gotten better but i still know where my strength lies like there's no because at the end of the day i'm always like if you look if i if i go down my dynasty rosters it's like 85% hitters on my dynasty rosters and 5% pitchers. Or I can't do math. 15% pitchers. It's, like, <laughs> what, it's what I gravitate to. Just like pitching is what you gravitate to. And I just – it is what it is. Like everybody has their strengths and weaknesses, and I think being able to admit that is a big deal. A lot of people just don't. But that's a whole other – again, the whole the conversation. I'm really good at – I'm really good at tangents. I apologize. It's <laughs> cool. So, game, getting back on track here, we were talking about scouting. Yeah. Um, I guess that kind of leads into just – well, you mentioned some of the things you look for. Prospects that you're big on in general, like, are there any that, like, aren't such big names? Like, some of your outside top 100 people that maybe you think should be – people should be taking notice of? Oh,
1: wow. Outside top 100.
0: Well, Uh, outside top 100, I'm sure there's some – like, I know I'm, like – for instance, I'm a big DL Hall guy. so. Yeah,
1: I, I I saw him for the first time on the Futures Game.
0: Yes, me too. <laughs> I, I, I
1: was uh, I was very impressed. Um, and I actually I think he's coming to Richmond here soon. Ooh, I know. I have to check that schedule.
0: I missed the Nate Pearson start here. I was really upset about that. Oh that. man. Was, he got called up like two weeks later too, so I, I didn't. He didn't get a chance to come back. Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah. That's how I felt. Like oh, so upset. <laughs>
1: Hey, I missed uh, Juan Soto last year by one day because of rain last year, so I, I
0: feel you. I moved I moved up here just before uh, Senzel, or just after Senzel got called up from here, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah see, we, we, we could do this all day.
1: Hey, well, we really could. But,
0: anyway, again, <laughs> um, really good at tangents.
1: Yeah, Um. I don't know, uh, I, this guy has kind of. Snuck up maybe into some top 100s, but Brennan Davis for the Cubs.
0: Yeah, I've seen his name floated around there, but I honestly haven't looked into him at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I think, in high A right now or regular A ball.
0: It's crazy. Uh, It's crazy that these guys A ball high A and they're already in top 100s because of how the game has just evolved. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, like he's, I, he's like, I am like major like total Brennan Davis fan.
0: I-, I see why I'm like, looking- I just pulled up his fan graphs.
1: Yeah. He's, he's really good. He's and in the off season, he kind of made like a swing adjustment and added, I think about like 20 to 30 pounds of muscle.
0: And you're going to tell me that's natural. I don't buy that.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an athletic kid. Like I think his father was like a, NBA basketball player and his mom was like a softball player or something.
0: Oh goodness. So, okay, so it might be local. It might be natural. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: so I'm he, co- <laughs> he comes from an athletic family. So it it, it sounds, it looks legit. So I don't know. Like I've been just major fangirling over Brennan Davis.
0: Well, this and, and if you do look at his profile, because again, I pulled up, this is the first time I've looked at him. And again, K rate, walk rate, walk rate, and carry the carry is really good. It's under it's under nineteen. It's eighteen point nine percent. The walk rate is not bad. It, it took a little bit of a step down from murky ball, but it's still eight point two percent. But the part you mentioned the swing adjustment and it shows because his ground ball rate is almost twenty percent less than last year. Yep, <laughs> like that's huge. The pull percentage is the same and all that. And this is fangraft, so obviously I don't have all the stats. that mean, Minor Graphs probably has more, but something like that. And now it's like that's really intriguing. But a guy that I'm going to drop a name. And I'm sure you've heard of him. It's a Logan Webb. He just he got that eighty game. I think PEDs are on mine because he got that eighty game PED suspension. Yep. But he he came back and he's been absolutely like ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and I actually saw him maybe it's probably in May.
0: Yeah. Double A now for a little bit. So.
1: Yep. Yep. And uh, when I saw him, like when I you know came to the park, I'm like I have no idea who Logan Webb is. So I get in, I sit in, like uh my husband gets like free seats like right behind a okay. plate in double A, which is really nice for me. That is uh nice. Yeah. So you know I'm just...
0: I, might come, I might come visit. Like I've some free <laughs> seats.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm sitting there and I'm just watching this guy and I'm like, oh my gosh. And so of course, like in the middle of the inning, I start getting on my phone because they're on fan graphs and L- Logan Webb is a legit guy. Like seriously. If he is available, go pick him up.
0: He, well, in my lease, he wasn't because when I actually went and added him because he's somebody who just happened to honestly I fell onto him because I clicked baseball cards and I got a Logan Webb autographed and I was like, uh, I look at him I'm like, well, who is this clown? Look him up real quick. I'm like, oh, he's not a clown. 80 he's game PED. <laughs> 80 game PED suspension, but he was only owned in two percent of Fantrax leagues at the time, and he's still not really owned anywhere. And he's, <laughs> not, but he has like no hype. I, I actually. I tweeted about him and nobody liked my tweet. I was like, wow, you guys are missing out. Like, the one I tweet out some dumb stuff sometimes, it gets way more action than my Logan Webb analysis. Like, I'm, <laughs> maybe, maybe I need to stay in my lane and get off the dynasty stuff, but Logan Webb is legit, like, where is he now? Let's see. He is, it's not showing his own ownership percentage. Never mind. It doesn't matter. He's still the fact he's available in this league. I don't know where, oh, because it's a redraft league. Regardless, he's not owned nearly as much. And if you look at, like, again, if you just all his, all his, um, Advanced stats line up. He's a he has a two ERA with like everything two and a half or lower pretty much from xFIP down to FIP and ground ball rate is sixty seven percent. Like he's really it's just there's just a lot to like about him as far as how he profiles. Now I don't, but again, see, this is where I'm limited because I see his three pitches. The fastball and curveball seem to be plus pitches, but I've never like now like what you do is you'll take this and you'll take it the next step, and I'm still learning to do that. So, from here, like I'm looking at this page. Would you go over the minor graphs and then maybe look up some articles and videos yep. and, that's, and you would see, yeah, see, I'm not there yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm okay to see like But talking to someone like you really does push me to get better because I want to be able to keep up with you. So, next time I have you on, assuming that there is a next time, I could be like, oh, yeah, look at this guy. And I saw this and this and he has a hitch and a swing and oh, just stuff like that. Like, I want to be able to do that. I'm not there yet. So,
1: yeah, well, it definitely will be a next time,
0: so definitely. I appreciate that, because uh, I'm, I'm a talker, and obviously, talking circles off the top, off every topic, as, like I am. Uh, first-year player draft, again, this was, by the way, for people that don't know, we've been trying to get together now for a couple of weeks, and a few things behind the scenes have just gotten in the way, so I had some first-year player draft stuff written here. Basically, I want to get the, to the gist of it. Um, who did you like? Or who do you like from the first player, first year player drafts outside of the obviously, so you know the obvious Rush, uh, Roush Rushman. I can't remember his name. Rushman. Rushman. Thank you. God, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> That's why I called you Shelly B. <laughs> Shelly V is so much easier. Um,
1: I really wish people would just call me Shelly V. It's so much easier for everyone else involved.
0: <laughs> exactly, and, and and no one gets offended. Um, and, <laughs> and Andrew and Andrew Vaughn and Rushman, obviously, and then obviously there's um. Uh, what's his face for the Royals? While wow, I'm blinking, uh, Bobby Witt Jr. Thank you. I was thinking. I think I have football on the on the brain. I was thinking, um, it's a football player's name, but which, by the way, I'm really upset. Football's here because I'm way too entrenched in baseball to focus on football. Do you do you do both sports?
1: I I I do not I do not like football so <laughs> I am a baseball girl I'm sorry
0: <laughs> no no it's fine I I still do football but I do it's nice because now I do it as a fan and I totally am like enjoying the time like the downtime listening to podcasts and so knowing I don't have to do my own like okay. I, I get to focus on this stuff you know what I mean like this is the fun stuff for me and then that's just the relaxing okay this is for my enjoyment to consume not to like yeah it's it's a different type of it's a different mindset but. God, I'm really bad at this off-topic thing. So, anyways, Bobby Wood Jr. And I think a guy that a lot of people – I think people are starting to hear about is J.J. Bledet. But I'm a Marlins fan, so I'm a little biased. Yeah. But J.J. Bledet, he's kind of my guy. And he's he's been looking pretty, pretty bad lately, obviously. But <laughs> – <laughs> But i just I don't know i just i think there's a lot of upside there, obviously it's only high a's so there's a little, and he's only what nineteen twenty one never mind he's a college player. that's right he's a college guy um I don't know i I, I want to believe that this isn't real. Can you talk me into him a little more Wade? um
1: i i i really like him, and I just think it's kind of just kind of you know just struggling right off the gate i growing would pains what was that
0: some growing pains?
1: Exactly. Yeah. I I don't you know, I I'm not really put off um by his struggles. Uh but someone else you might want to look at is uh Riley Green. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's been uh absolutely killing it. Um for let's see Rookie League and Low A for the Tigers.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And the triple slash is nice, 302, three oh two, three three eighty eight. Obviously the slugging of you know, 395 isn't so appealing, but everything else lines up. The walk rates, K rates, I love all that stuff. He's intriguing. Yeah, I've heard really good things about him. Again, I this is why I people need to realize Twitter's a great resource because it's hard to keep up and I don't know how you honestly I mean, I know you put in a lot of time and effort as far as the minor league stuff goes, but I don't like does that does it affect you on the redraft side of things?
1: Um it it can. Yeah, it, it really can because sometimes my that my timeline is, like, just filled with stuff. And then I get, like, super excited about, like, some guy I've been watching for a while who probably maybe I shouldn't roster in, like, a, a redraft league, but I just get so excited. So it, it does kind of affect me, yeah.
0: The deeper the league, these prospects that do get called up the so like, I was a big Matt Dice guy. Mm-hmm. And I actually was talking about him as a... Um, as a stash before we got called up, you know, for a while now, I was like, look for deeper leagues, this is a guy I'm really on. I loved his approach, loved everything about him. And so when he got called up, I added him in every 12 team where I'm in <laughs> when he probably had no real business of being owned there, you know, just yeah. the position, the, what he offered, but that that's kind of that example. And that's where it's, I realized it's affected me, but it's also, it's a good thing because if I, if he, if I had hit on him, there's a little give and take there. I don't know if I dropped anybody worth a damn for him, but. But yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he's absolutely killing it, and I totally agree with the the feist love. But then it's like, uh, like Trent uh, Trent Grisham.
0: Oh yeah, I sure probably put him in the top of the show. But yeah, he's been on absolute fire. Yeah, I mean, he was killing it in AAA too, if I remember correctly. And uh, he was. yep. Do you would you think would you say he's a must add at this point? Then so we could address this real quick.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I honestly think that he is, I mean, he's hitting lead off, I think against like righties pretty much on the regular, uh, for the Brewers. So, and especially with the, uh, Yelich injury, now he definitely has some playing time. So go, go get him if he's available.
0: And I think he, I, I looked earlier today. I think he's a, I we i'm sure you don't play a lot of 10 teamers but he's pretty much available uh in he's available in like 65% of leagues or or 60% of leagues last night looked in yahoo leagues anyway so that there's a lot of dead leagues right now i get that but it's hard to envision it's just hard for me to envision leagues that he's not rosterable yeah, yeah. but again it's hard. like i was talking to i was talking to um well, not ralph um Wow, Gray, yesterday about that. I'm like, I I really still have a hard time adjusting to a 10-team mindset mentality because, cause like, right now, if you're, oh fine, like, Gresham and then you have Diaz, Isan Diaz, like, which one would you rather have right now? I'm thinking Gresham, maybe? Uh,
1: Yeah, I, I totally would.
0: I would think so, too. But both, I think, deserve to be rostered. So it's like... I know. Eh.
1: I, I play in a couple of 10 team leagues just mm-hmm. for like fun and giggles and just yeah uh, just kind of like I try to play in like pretty much every type of league just so I can get some type of bearing
0: yeah I was going to uh, say ten, there's nothing wrong with 10 team leagues and I don't ever mean that I just I'm it's not what I play so I, I have a hard time adjusting my mindset sometimes it's just again another weakness of mine I'm taking the L on that so to speak like I'm just like, I'm very upfront about, like, look, I know some things and I don't know some things. And this is something I'm still trying to gauge and understand a little bit, a little better.
1: And that, that's good. I mean, and to be honest, I actually do not like my 10-team leagues uh, because every time I go to the waiver wire, I'm just like, I want this person and that person and this person uh, uh, and that person. It's just way too much.
0: Yeah. it's a, it, Honestly, like, even in my 12-team leagues, I get anxiety looking at the waiver wire sometimes. Yep. And it, and it makes me wonder should I have added them? Should I have dropped this guy I'm holding on to that I think is going to be really good? Or, like, that's another thing. It's like sometimes knowing too much or thinking you know too much can actually really hurt you in redraft leagues and the shallower formats, anyway. Yep. So, anyway, is there anybody else as far as first year players that you think are worth um, mentioning?
1: Um. Well, my Red Sox fandom is going <laughs> to show up. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, it's uh, a pitcher, uh, Noah Song. Um, he, they, they picked him up in the fourth round of uh, this past year. And he technically is supposed to go, I think, into the Navy at, um, in a couple of months. Um, but there might be like some political legislation or whatever kind of thing that he might be able to get out of that uh, commitment. But the dude is absolutely killing it, Um, and the Red Sox basically picked him up for nothing because all the other teams were kind of scared off with the uh, military commitment. But Noah Song, he's pretty good.
0: Definitely worth looking into in your, well, I guess first-year player drafts, first-year player, um, like, you know, I guess the drafts for fantasy leagues, at least in my leagues, they haven't happened yet, so. Right. So, again, I'm going to be picking your brain in the offseason for sure. So, I hope you know you just gain not only did you gain a fan, but you gained somebody who's going to be using you. And I guess that's kind of the point of what you do or what we do.
1: Exactly. If if I can talk about baseball, I'm happy. And if I can limit talking to my husband about baseball, he'll be happy. So, because I will talk about it, like, nonstop, and he'll look over at me and be like, please be quiet.
0: See my my wife just hates me because I put a lot of effort into this and I don't get paid. So I do this all for free. And I'm sure you do all what you do for free as well. I mean, I can't speak for what you do and I don't it's not really my business. I'm just saying I know I do everything I do all the writing, all the podcasting, all my own diamond time. And I don't mind it. I really don't. But my wife gets frustrated because I put it ahead of things sometimes or it's all I focus on or it's all I'm worried about. Like I kicked her out of here to do this podcast tonight type of thing. <laughs> and, and it, it can it can put a strain on her sometimes, so I have to back off some days, but yeah, it's um but, so I honestly I to be completely honest, kind of have to get going. but before I do, is there a few names you want to throw out there as far as prospects that you might be buying low on or selling high? We kind of touched on some of those buy low guys, the uh, the of the world or stuff like that, but is there anybody that like, I think I'm more focused on the sell high guys. like' cause I was a big sell high on Brendan, Brendan Rogers guy. And I had him, and actually did so high this fall season. Is there anybody like that? Even like it doesn't matter where you can get them, where you have them, that you would just willing like to kind of see if what you can get for them.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, Taylor Trammell, to be honest, the the guy who's just moved over to San Diego. Yeah, i
0: so likable. I feel bad.
1: <laughs> I, I know. I I I love the dude. Like as a dude, but for fantasy baseball. Um, I'm just trying to sell high. Um, I don't think that he's going to be the guy that we thought he was going to be. So yeah. I, I honestly think that you could definitely sell high, especially with this trade.
0: Cause you know, he just went somewhere that they really need him, you know? <laughs> Goodness. Definitely. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about Key Boom. I feel like Key Boom is like, I was, I sold him in the preseason as well. I'm not... I don't know. He's doing so well in AAA. I want to believe he is good. I just don't know. I don't know if I want to sell him or not. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're breaking my heart. I am. I am a major He Boom uh, fangirl. girl. Uh, I I don't know if it's because I just have written about him for like so long.
0: He's doing really well in AAA. And yep. And. Obviously, it should translate to the pros. I think the problem is, and maybe I'm a little guilty of it, you just see Juan Soto come up from the same system and do so well. You see Robust come up and you know have have his ups and downs. And to see keep him come up, and it was very limited, and just not do anything right away. Maybe I'm a little biased now because, again, the, the success the other two have had. So yeah. maybe it's yeah. really biased type of thing because if you look at his AAA numbers and everything behind it, there's nothing that suggests... He shouldn't do well.
1: Yeah, uh, but one thing, b- about Carter is when uh, typically when he was like promoted to a higher level, he would always struggle initially, mm-hmm. but then he would like turn into you know Carter boom and just be like amazing. So honestly, I I think he's gonna be the everyday second baseman for the Nationals next year, and I just think he's gonna blossom.
0: Oh, you mean you don't? You mean uh, Dozier isn't gonna be there anymore?
1: Uh, definitely not.
0: <laughs> I uh, was
1: not a fan of that move.
0: <laughs> and I have again. These are guys I haven't looked at, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm going to see see what you have to say about them. So <laughs> guys like a uh, Kirillov that were in the top ten, still kind of fringe top ten prospects. Do you think he's like somebody you should sell high on, or do you think he's pretty real? I'm trying to find big names that. People can really get good return on. That's why I'm picking on the top ten, top 15s of the world. Yeah,
1: Alex Kirloff. Um, I actually I think you could sell high on him. Um, I was kind would of.
0: You know, I was saying, what would you like? Do you think? Would I?
1: I, I I would. Yeah. Um, because I heard that the twins were gonna transition him from the outfield to first base. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of like. I don't know. Ticked my little spidey sense kind of thing. I'm like, well, why are they moving him from the outfield to first base? That doesn't sound like a really good thing. Um. So yeah, I I personally would just kind of try to sell high
0: on him. I'm with you. And then again, looking at his uh, minor league stuff, it's not bad, but it's not really top ten prospect. Yep. Expectations like it's just like if you told me like i rather like right now. Dylan Carlson's making him is looking a lot better than him in Double A, mm-hmm. and it's and he's like thirty spots lower. Like you could probably go out take a Carol, it's off I always call him off It's Karoloff. <laughs> it's you could take off and probably get Carlson as part of a deal in return along with an MLB player. Like I would do something like that.
1: Oh yeah, you definitely could.
0: And that's something I would do personally. But I'm really high on like I'm a, like I'm a, I'm a, you're a fangirl, I could be a fangirl too. And uh, Carlson Carlson's my guy uh, Carlson's my guy. Really a hundred percent on board with him. Nice. But and I think uh Royce Lewis is a name I see floating out a lot. I think he I'd rather have him over Karoloff, I think.
1: Uh
0: maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think they're both I mean you you probably should probably maybe saw sell both of them.
1: Uh to be honest, I think I would. Um
0: He's not looking so good at double A either.
1: No, yeah, Royce Lewis. I don't know. He's just has struggled for maybe a year, a year and a half or so. And when I saw him at the Futures game, like he was like totally overmatched. Like it, it just he just looked lost at the plate.
0: Yeah. Um. And
1: then when they put him on, I think either like first or second in kind of like this weird, um, extra inning kind of thing. He made a total bonehead, you know, running, not play where he could have tagged up and gone over the third, but he didn't. It was just like, it was, he was a total mess that night. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not that big of a fan of his. No,
0: and it's like, people have to remember, there's real life prospects and there's fantasy prospects. And we're speaking from a fantasy point of view. Because these guys could very well come up and be solid contributors to the real life club. Just I look, I try to always like everything I look at is fantasy outlook wise. So, and I think both of them are kind of like, I think they're great sell high prospects, sell high guys. Now, Key Boom, I think was just more me of a mental bias. Like maybe I, I don't, maybe he's a buy low actually. Because if people were like in my mind, my line of thought, maybe you can get somebody to. Sell him for eighty cents on the dollar because he has dropped some on some lists. I've seen him drop kind of closer to that twenty range.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that he is kind of a buy low because yeah, that that his first taste in in Washington was quite poor. Like I was very heartbroken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I I honestly think that he he is a buy low because of just how bad he was.
0: Well, on that note. unfortunately it's a negative one about your buddy about your guy but on that note i i honestly have to get out of here otherwise my wife's gonna kick my butt (laughs) honestly shelly this was a lot of fun i really enjoyed having you was
1: thank you again thank you for having me this was this was great thank you so much
0: all seven of our viewers are gonna love this nice (laughs) yeah no hopefully it's it's gotten a little bigger than that but in all reality though again thank you for being on um, for all those for those who don't, don't remember, you can follow Shelly at Shelley V underscore 643, which, by the way, rhymes and is really easy to remember. I can say that easier than your name. Um, <laughs> you, can follow, you can follow myself at Mike underscore Curland, Bases Loaded Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Bases Loaded Pod. Leave us a rating and review. Greatly appreciate it. Shelly, before I let you go and get out of here, do you have any work in progress right now that people need to look out for? Or?
1: Uh, um, yeah. Um, I have my uh, weekly kind of stash list prospect-esque little article over on Rotographs. Um, I should be having a Jose Barrios going deep over on Pitchers List probably next week.
0: I'm intrigued. Yes. And, again, just uh, ShellyV underscore 643. Great follow. A lot of interesting information for for you Dynasty players. And, again, a couple good articles coming out that I'm actually interested in. Mostly that Barrow's piece, I'm not going to lie. Because, again, pictures are my weakness. Um, I actually have a Fran Reyes piece coming out. I haven't started it, but it's coming out this Saturday. So that's going to be my deep dive article this week. Nice. Um, I'm And I don't know about you, but I go into them with a completely open mind, not expecting what to find, and kind of let the results speak to me. Yep. So, I do the same. Perfect. So we're on the same page. We're going to have to talk a little more about that off the air. But with that, guys, appreciate you all listening. And um, have a great day, night, evening, whatever it is.